We don't do that here. But the queen. Well, then, let's... Alright, recording is... Starting. Alright. Ultimate fucking casual. That's me. I'm Leo. I'm a fucking casual. I don't know shit about MMA. So I got my boys Chief and Nathan with me. And they are going to school me up on some MMA... Um, alright, first things first, um, these two guys are also boxing fans, so, we want to open with that, because we had a really, really big fight yesterday, um, super middleweights, uh, David, uh, David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant, and, uh, Benavidez got the UD, so, um, who wants to start on, like, just quick thoughts on, on the fight? Um, I, I was, I wasn't, uh best way to say it I wasn't impressed with Plant I, I was disappointed in how I, I, I thought he was I thought he was maybe not going to win but I thought he was going to be a lot closer than it was but I didn't really yeah, yeah I was expecting it to be closer too yeah he, he, he gassed it he has, he has stamina problems doesn't he Plant I think it's, it's well known but, yeah not much more to say I think the really. pressure has a lot to do with his gas tank running out faster because, like, yeah. he can style on people for 12 rounds when they, you know, present no problems to him. But Canelo obviously stopped him. Benavidez beat the shit out of him. Yeah, when you're under pressure, you're always on the back foot. You're always trying to anticipate, is that a fade? Is that not a fade? That's very, very energy sapping. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's probably what happened to him yesterday. Yeah, but I also feel like he... Uh... Still gassed against guys like Mike Lee or Jose Udegar. Who's Kadigu? Yeah, um, he's still gassed against those guys, and he was he was winning the fight, and then he just gave up a couple of rounds because he stopped throwing as much volume. So hmm. that's sort of that's sort of the story with Plant. <laughs> I was rooting for Plant in that fight, just <laughs> out of the last couple. Uh, I don't know his. The way he came back after the Canelo fight, just with the knockout and all the antics afterwards, I was kind of hoping that Plant would somehow find in him to, to pull it off. But un unfortunately, uh, well, for Plant anyway, it kind of went how I thought it would go, where Plant does very, you know, does decently well in the first half of the fight and then just gets broken down late. That just seemed like the most logical way for it to go. Although yeah. I didn't think. Plant was going to make it to the finish. I was surprised that he didn't get stopped in the it last was, two he rounds. He almost did, it was really yeah. Bad. 11 and 12, he almost did. That's pretty wild. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, we got a lot of shit to talk about, so let's uh, let's move it along. Um, if you want to hear more about that, the boxing stuff, we have a B-Sides Boxing, and you can check us out there. Um, another one. So these two... These next two are related to uh, Francis and Ngannou specifically. Um, so Fury Ushik, the undisputed heavyweight fight, is off. On B-Sides, we'll discuss the bullshit around that. But um, So Ushik is looking at his mandatories, because he has three of the four. And so, like, Nathan, you predicted that uh, Tyson Fury's most likely next opponent would be Francis Ngannou. Like, do you think that that's what's coming to fruition? Or Wilder, Deontay Wilder announced that he's, like, going to continue fighting. He's not retiring. So he's shopping opponents. 
and Francis Ngannou mm-hmm. was one of the rumored ones. Who is it leaning towards as far as uh, Ngannou's next fight, if he's going to do boxing? I think it makes a lot more sense for the Fury fight to happen, just because Fury, probably the most well-known name at the heavyweight division at this point, at least like he's, he's the guy at the top, and he's also the guy that's closest to retirement, it seems like. Because if, if, if Fury's not going to fight Usyk, he's probably not going to fight any boxer. Like, I don't see him after, you know, his Chisora fight and who's the other guy he fought recently? White. Uh, White. Yeah, White. I don't think he's going to fight another guy like that. Um, so I, I think he could cash out with an Ngannou uh, Big exhibition money or something fights. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I also did see that Wilder was in was mentioned by... Uh, Usyk's manager as yeah, being that's right. for the next fight. And which Wilder's is really manager said the same thing that like like we are very open to that fight. Yeah, so just just hearing that, my gut instinct is that Fury and Ganu probably will happen in the summer. Um, but with Fury you can never know. You know, we we thought we were sure that he was gonna fight Usyk and now he's not fighting Usyk. So. Were you sure? Were you ever sure he was? I, 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 I don't, I'm not saying that like I've got some sort of foresight or anything, but you, you can go back and check in there. Uh, I've been saying for months that he wasn't going to fight Usyk, and that fight was never happening. Fury's just a... I don't mean to go on a ramp, but he's just a fucking joke, isn't he? Yeah, he, he makes a, a bit of a, a mockery of boxing. Yeah, he makes a mockery of boxing. Like you were saying, the Ngannou fight, it's got sort of a freak show appeal, hasn't it? You know, it's two absolute monsters, so that's probably why it makes the most sense. I don't know who Fury's... Fury will, Fury will retire again for the 50th time and then probably come <laughs> back and fight some... Does he still have the ring belt? That's a good show, actually. Does probably. he still have that? Because if he's still got that, he can just, like, even if the WBC shipping, he'll come back and be like, oh, yeah, he's lineal champion. Never been beaten. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't I don't know if my disdain for Fury has come across properly, but I really do hate the man. <laughs> Uh, I don't really care for him either. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's go along here. Let's start our recaps. Um, since we last convened on March 18th, we had UFC 286 at the O2 in London. <laughs> so in a typical casual fashion, I completely fucked up the card and I didn't have all the all the fights that were on it. Like uh, we had John Wood and uh, Luana Carolina. That was uh, on the early prelims, not even the prelims. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a split decision for uh, Joanne Wood, which fun. Um, but let's uh, let's get to Marvin Vettori, Vettori versus uh, Roman Dolitz UD three. This was a war. This was a great fight. But Vettori can take a ton of punishment, and he seems to take a ton of punishment every fight. Yeah. Um, did we we did we did predictions for this last time round, didn't we? And we I think did. I, I think I had Dalit's winning, so that looks bad on me. Well, but, you guys yeah, went one and one, right? Or was that yeah, Gaethje versus Fizzy? No, he got the you got the uh, Gaethje fight called correctly. I missed on that one, but I did say for this Vittori fight that I I did put Vittori on upset alert, so that doesn't look so great for me either. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was a close fight, it wasn't a blowout, um, so. It could have been like, a split decision, to be honest. Like, it, it, I, I could easily see one of the cards going the other way. Were the scores close or wide? After pulling, like after pulling up forty-seven or something, all okay. three across. 
the the rounds were close enough. Like if it had if it had gone to um, the leads there, there'd have been maybe a little bit of a pro, but you could have scored it that way. To be honest. Um, okay, um, let's move up. Jennifer Maya UD three over Casey O'Neill. Um, I the the two that I have marked here, I I didn't see them. Jennifer Maya's win being one of them. Um, is this one worth like chopping up a little bit or? Uh, I would. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Fun. Gunnar Nelson submission in the first over Brian Barberena. Same here. Like it's a really quick one, right? So is there really that much you can take away from it? A little sad seeing Barberena get put away so quick, just because he's had so many fun fights in the past, and for him to just get kind of put away so quickly, yeah. and. It's just kind of a little sad to see because I still remember his fight with uh, Vicente Luque a couple of years ago. Just a totally wild, you know, fight of the year type thing. And, you know, Barbarin has always brought it in all his fights, but not so much this fight. He might be at the end of his road. It feels like both of these guys, like, he's even seen them on a card against each other. They've been around forever. Like, Conor Nelson's been in the UFC since before Conor McGregor was in it. And, like, that feels, that feels like an age ago now. Uh, it's, uh, it's good to see Gunny getting a win. I think he's a he's a good guy outside of the sport. He's a nice, quiet man. Um, yeah, good see, good to see him uh, getting the getting the win there for me. All right, we called this one, or you guys called this one the this was going to be the barn burner. Justin Gaethje versus <laughs> Rafael Fiziev. Holy shit! This, is, this holy, was so easy to call. Holy <laughs> shit! That was that like. Uh, my brother-in-law, like, he texted me, like, did you see the fights? I'm like, yeah, I saw the Gaethje fight. Holy fuck, that was amazing. Every yeah. Gaethje fight is like that, by the way, Leo. Like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm no, every like, single every... one. <laughs> really? That, yeah, that's, a, oh, that's yeah. a backlog to go check out then. For sure. Oh, my he's goodness. Really see... a, he's got a warrior spirit about him. He just, he wants to go out and hurt someone. And he brings it every single fight. It's just what Arizona boys do, man. Can't help. Can we, a, we can't help it. He's Homer Simpson a bit, isn't he? Like <laughs> yeah. he uses his chin. He yeah. uses his chin as a weapon. Like, and do you remember when he came into the UFC? And because um, he'd been in one of the other promotions before, maybe like PFL or something like that. And uh, he fought. Oh, he fought a tall guy at lightweight. I can't remember his name, but he was taking. He was taking the mick out of him, saying like, "Oh, you, you can't fight like that. Chin first. You're gonna get finished." And Gaethje absolutely like murked him in the first round in like a minute. <laughs> Walk through all his he's, shit, I bet. Oh yeah, he's he, like you were saying, his fight catalog is well worth looking over. He he's fought like the top guys and lightweight as well, like Poirier, Khabib. Fun. Uh, did you fight? I fought Desanjo. Michael well, Chandler. Cha oh yeah, the Chandler. Fight. Yeah, that's the one my brother-in-law. He said, Barboza check out the well. Gaethje Chandler. What a great kickboxing fight the Barboza fight was. Yeah. Those are like two of the top tier kickers in the in the sport oh, even still but uh, I think Barbos is the only guy that stopped people with head kicks body kicks and leg kicks because he's got that highlight reel and spinning uh, heel kick hasn't he do you know which one I mean uh, yes I do he's, he's got he that put, one put the guy on the forehead or on the temple yeah. or something yeah he goes stiff straight away and he stops him doing leg kicks and body kicks before as well like his, his kicks are unbelievable and Gaethje's are as well he it's a shame you didn't get to see uh, Gaethje kick much in this fight, Leo, because yeah. his kicks are absolutely savage. Okay, speaking of savage, 
that's not a good transition. Um, that like so, Kamaru <laughs> Usman. I I need to like correct myself. I was thinking of Adesanya when I was talking about like the the stoic Nigerian dude. That's who I was thinking of. But ah. his. Would you call Adesanya stoic? Like, just that's how he looks <laughs> yeah. to me. I'd say flamboyant. He's uh, he's like open. How do how do I say it? He's like a weeb, isn't he? Like Adesanya, he's like a weeb that can fight. Is he? The best oh, yeah, yeah. He, he calls himself into... the last style bender. Like that's yeah. a Avatar: The Last Airbender reference. <laughs> he does when he when he fights, right, Leo? When he fights before fights. He does like the he does like the poses that they do in the anime as well. Is he <laughs> the guy who threw the pokeball? Yeah, yeah, I think. That's oh him, my yeah. god! How yeah. the fuck? Like, it's just his picture. Then I guess he looks. Really he's like pink, his nails pink before and stuff, and he's talked about some weird shit as well. Actually. <laughs> okay. I will say he does put on a pretty good mean mug the moment before the fight starts. Like he does all his antics, and then he kind of just goes cold. Yeah. Just switches out of the fight. Yeah. Yeah, he goes into, yeah. like, Terminator mode or whatever. So, Leon Edwards, this was weird. Like, the ref had to be involved a lot. Uh, it got a point deduction for uh, holding the cage to keep himself from being taken down. What? So, Leon Edwards is the champion, right? He just beat Kamaru the fight before. Okay. He, it, was the head, it was the head kick in, like, the last 50 seconds. He was losing the fight. He was he was on his way to losing the decision. Was Leon, and he he got a head kick out. I mean, you you'll have seen the post fight interview where he's like headshot dead. It it was huge at the time when it happened. It was everywhere on social media and the internet. How did he get away with this then? How did he get away? What the cage grabbing or? No, um, like it's a majority decision, so it was obviously like pretty close as he far as the cards fight. went. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> I don't know. So it seems like people scored this quite differently. I comfortably had Leon winning. So mm. there's the point deduction in the third or the second. And I the had him winning round. that round. Yeah, I had him winning that round anyway. So it's a 9-9 nine nine yeah. effectively. Yeah. I um, I think I gave Kamaru one round. I think it was the fourth or maybe mm. the fifth. Uh, that was the same, same story for me. I didn't... And I think I may have even given Kamaru the the full 10-8, but I was, like, debating if you could give him a 9-9 uh, nine, nine round based yeah. off of how that, how that went. I think the ref did a good job as well. I, I think, because Leon, Leon did hook his fingers in the glove. He did. And, and he, did, he didn't take a point away the ref. He and kicked his nuts, he, like, know, three times. Uh, to be fair to you, Leon, Kamaru's, like, pretty good for that. Like, it happened, it seems to happen to Kamaru quite a lot. Oh. Like, I think He's a bit of a. He, I don't know if you noticed, but especially early in the fight, he, he was getting a bit, he was getting a bit like whiny, you know. He was like yes. complaining to the yeah, rest a lot, and so sort of getting getting on with it. He's really fallen yeah. off, right? He he looked completely. I don't want to say he was a defeated man in this fight, but he just He's, didn't have didn't have anything, did he? He just looked easy well, for Leon. Leon must have just kicked his fight IQ straight out of his head <laughs> in the last <laughs> fight because yeah. Like, I don't even... He didn't look like he knew what he was doing. and He like, did seem kind of lost, especially in the beginning. Like, looking and, to the ref like, to bail him out all the time. We've seen people, like, give Kamara some resistance on his takedowns, but the fact that he was never able to hold Leon down once... I think there's actually maybe one 30-second, 40-second moment at the end of one of the rounds where he actually kept Leon on his back. But, like, 
almost every single time he got Leon down or got him to the cage, Leon got right back up and spun out toward the center. And it was like, oh, we've never seen that happen to, to anyone Kamara's ever fought. You know, it's like typically when he gets into his wrestling rhythm, there's not much you can do about it. So I thought that was shocking. Aside from the Colby fight, and that's that's different because they're both sort of, they both have such a pure wrestling background that they end up striking. That happens quite a lot now there. Kamaru is like one of these guys. You think of him in, in the whole sport. He's one of like the monster wrestlers that sort of just beats you with relentless pressure. And he just wears you out. And Leon just seems to completely nullify that. It, it almost looked easy for him to do it as well, didn't it? Yeah. It. He didn't look uh, bothered at any point from his wrestling, which. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, that was a huge shock for me. That, that, that was the biggest shock for me. Is Kamara just looked ineffective? Didn't it? I think that's the word. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it says a lot to Leon's future prospects as a champion if he can do that, because it looks like Colby's next in the pipeline for him. And you know, well... if you would have told me before this fight that we may have some disagreement here, but I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know, I'm warming to Leon's chances of holding on to a belt. Uh, just if he's that effective against Kamara's wrestling. But, I don't know. He's got to fight Colby I, next, so that's not going to be easy. Well, that's the thing. Is he going to fight Colby next? Because da- that's what Dana was saying, and then there was the weigh-in stuff. But then I think Colby went at, Colby went at John Anik the other day, didn't he? He said some like, nasty shit about him. Um, so I don't know if that's his chances, but Leon in the post-fight, Leon was talking about uh, fighting Masvidal next. He was on a three-fight yes, skid. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think I'd like to see the Colby fight next, and I think Colby can beat Leon, whether he does or not. Is another question. I think if if Masvidal beats Burns, that's coming up. We'll get to that. Uh, I could see him getting a title shot just because. Do you want Leon to be a champion more than one fight past Kamara? Because Colby, you know, while I think he's got a better and better chance in my mind, I mean, if anyone is going to take it from him, it'd probably be Colby. I don't think I don't think Dana and the promotion really like Leon that much. If you know what I mean, they like might t- just beat him to the wolves right away. Then. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Dana and the UFC would be extremely happy if Colby or even Masvidal could beat Leon because they're like 50 times more marketable and have more brand appeal than Leon does. Leon's quite—I know he's my like fellow countryman, but he's boring. You know what I mean? He's got no personality. Mm, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. And the that does I know I know that might sound a bit weird, Leo, like thinking, oh, what has this guy got brand appeal? But that sort of stuff matters to Dana in the UFC. Yeah, that's, that's why that's why Connor's always like, you know, front and center away from a title shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's ex- when you said that he's boring, no brand appeal. That's exactly what came to mind. Was I thought, okay, they want like a a brash in your face kind of guy like Conor McGregor, who's gonna throw a fucking chair or ladder at a bus or whatever the hell it was so it makes sense it does pay-per-view buys doesn't it i mean you look at boxing with floyd right uh, if he he was a boring person it wasn't flash nobody had been tuning in yeah like pretty boy floyd was wasn't all that popular then he heel turned with uh oscar del hoya and the rest is history um anything more on this one before we move along uh Good card. I thought the atmosphere was a bit shit compared to the other UFC London cards, and I think that was the ticket prices were insane. Like even for, sh- for like up up in the gods tickets, that was stupidly priced. Now, I think maybe that's just the tax of it being a big UFC event. But 
I think they completely ruined the atmosphere. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Okay, Friday, the two days ago, in Singapore, um, one had two championship fights. Uh, Super Leg Kiat Moon 9 <laughs> is the. N not Muay Thai, but like. I, is it like Western kickboxing? Not Muay Thai? What you, uh, what do you mean? It's like regular non Muay Thai kickboxing. Yeah, so it'd just be, ki it'd just be kickboxing then. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the he wins over some guy whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'm going to fuck it up. But he got him. He knocked him out in the third. I don't. I'm not going to recommend looking up the fight because I don't. I can't speak to its entertainment value. But look up the fight poster and <laughs> super leg. Why? So like they they keep doing this thing where like they op like look like you're screaming and you're mad, right? That's the motif that they're going for. But it looks like super <laughs> oh, leg. Oh my no! He I just like. Power edges or something. <laughs> yeah, like so, like super. Like it seems like his instructions were just like, open your mouth as wide as you can. Pretend you're going super saiyan. <laughs> that was the direction. Yeah. Look, look at that. Look at that, chief. I do that in in Discord. Yeah. The guy on the right looks like a vampire. It looks like he's got like more teeth than he should do. Yeah. I bet that was. A, I bet that was a war. To be fair, those those sort of smaller weight kickboxing fights are always absolute tear ups. There's a there's a guy in um, Discord, he's uh, Chilean, but he's a he's a pro kickboxer, and he said that this fight was really good, so might be worth checking out. Alicia Helen Rodriguez, she was she's the one FC Muay Thai champion uh, versus Janet Todd, she's the interim Muay Thai champion and the kickboxing champion. So mm. that was a that was a pretty cool little meet up there uh, UD5 I didn't see it maybe check that one out because that sounds pretty cool <laughs> Saturday March 25th alright so I have this one tagged because Nathan I'm going to need you to fucking sort your people out with all that wooing shit Woo! throughout the it's entire enough. card man like it was funny like at first but then after a while it's like dude shut the hell up <laughs> I'm trying to watch this shit <laughs> The crowd is a little weird, weren't they? One of the many wonders of uh, UFC San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, so from the bottom up, Albert Durayev um, split decision over Chidi and Jokuani. So Chidi, I didn't. I skipped all the preamble. I just like fast forwarded up to the part where they're about to start. And the second I saw him full frame, it's like fuck. This guy's a kickboxer. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got legs like a fucking spider crab. Holy shit. And yeah, turns out that was the case. Uh, that was an entertaining fight, though. Um, I'm not entirely certain what uh, Durayev's strengths. Obviously, Chidi with the kickboxing, but what level of. Uh... The, these guys aren't even ranked. They won't even, they won't even be in the top 15. Not even so ranked. Yeah, they'll be fighting to get. Usually, this sort of far down the card, they, they'll be fighting to get a ranking mm -hmm. at best. Okay. So, and that's it, maybe a cool little side effect of the UFC model is that you'll get fights where you're battling just for a ranked spot. These guys will go all out and they'll really put everything on the line because they know if they can get a ranking, it's like, hey, they're on the path. Right. If they get a highlight reel finish as well, and it, you know, it gets 
you know, goes viral on social. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they also have the the fight of the night bonus, so that's like yeah. you could be you could earn more in the bonus than your main paycheck if you you know score a big knockout or have a really Fun. good fight. You'd be on a ten and ten, and you get a fifty grand um, KO like KO of the night bonus. So you take on seventy k each. I think this one is the weird one. Alex Perez versus Manel. Cape, cap, cape. Um, this is I, this is the one I can't find. Is he? Is this the one where the dude was running away? No, no, that was an undercard fight. Oh, on the uh, prelims. Okay. Right. Okay, I still that couldn't was, find this one. So. I don't think I saw that one either. I wonder if that was a prelim fight. Well, sorry, fellas. <laughs> Moving along, Macy Barber split decision over Andrea Lee's women's flyweight. I'm going to be honest, I thought this fight was pretty entertaining. It also is worth mentioning that I now have a crush on Macy Barber. So that's yeah. prob that helps with it being as entertaining as it was, I, I expect. Well, like it's funny, she, it's another split decision. She She's had the nod a few times, shall we say? And there was uh... at one point in time, when she was undefeated, I think she was on like a 6 or 7 fight. I think she was like 7-0 in the UFC. And she was gonna, she was gonna be like the next big thing, you know. She's got the look, she right. can, she's got great ground skills, and then she got, she get KO'd by somebody, I think. She got beat, but since then she's been getting sort of slightly dodgy decisions. I mean, I, I didn't see this, I didn't see Nathan. Did you see this one? I did not, unfortunately. I, I, <laughs> this is always a dangerous thing to do, but I suspect if you watch that fight, there's a good chance you give that fight to Andrea Lee. I'd imagine. So I watched it, and even, like, like taking my dick brain out of it, looking at it, this was, ex this was like a prime example of what you guys were talking about with, like, the unified rules thing, where so. Macy Barber was having some, like, pretty, pretty solid success uh, striking, but Andrea Lee was, her ground game was, that was her strength throughout the fight that I noticed. She had more control on the ground. And uh, she had Macy Barber in almost, like, compromising positions. But, yeah, like, Macy had, like, one takedown at the end of the third. And that was it. Otherwise, she was uh, doing a lot of striking and landing a lot of clean shots. So, I guess it's like, what's your preference kind of thing? Yeah. What do you, what do you value more in the Right. Uh, th and they're both, like, you can make a case for both. Um, Andrea Lee's ground game was really good. Okay, uh, Nate uh, Landwehr submission to over Austin Lingo. Fun times? Any discussion necessary? No, uh, I, I don't think so. All no. right. Uh, Holly, we're, hmm? we're waiting to get to this one. <laughs> to Holly Holm? Yeah. Uh, versus Yana Santos. This was a UD three. Yes, UD three. Holly Holm ranked three, Yana Santos ranked six. She was coming off of a layoff after having her second kid, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, what, yeah. um, Chief? What was, what were you waiting to get to this one for? I just, uh, let's go start something weird now. I just love Holly's fighting style. You know, she she started in boxing originally. She came over. She she brings a really high quality standard of kickboxing to the fe to the female side of the sport, and. 
even when she loses like that, that dodgy decision against um, Durandamir, I think she just always acquits herself well. And you know she showed it. She showed her level in this fight against Yana. She's just better than her in every department. Nathan, anything to add? Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice to see Holmes still has it because she's 41, and this is the first fight on an eight-fight deal with the UFC. <laughs> Christ. Uh, so I was like, man, if she's gonna, if she's signing up to fight well into her mid 40s, I hope she's still able to yeah, fight at a high level. Yeah. And looks like she looks like she is so i'm definitely happy to see her win fun fact holly holm was 32 and 3 in boxing and she was a yeah. champion in the wpc yeah. i think kickboxing as well i think i think she was a champion in kickboxing too before she came to the ufc wouldn't surprise me because she's a badass like it's pretty yeah. fucking ridiculous 41 holy shit she's she's been a bit unlucky i think holly because she she won that fight against Durandamir, who she just to just to fill you in quickly, Leah, she fought this girl. I think it was for the inaugural 45 strap, and um, like two or three of the rounds, um, her opponent hit her like well after the buzzer went, and like one of them really dazed Holly, like it properly rocked her. Wow. And she only she didn't get any points deducted, and it happened like multiple times. And I think it was a split decision from memory. If the referee had done his job right, Holly had been champion again. You know, so. If the referee had done his job right, that she would have been disqualified. Like, once, it, well, it happens. But more than once? Like, come on. Yeah. The main event, uh, Corey Sandhagen, uh, split decision. I had I just finished this before we started recording. Um, Vera seemed to be the hometown guy. Uh Nathan and I were talking about that. It was in San Antonio, so you know it's a it's in Texas. Hispanic population's pretty big there. Naturally, they're going for the Hispanic guy. He was ranked number three to Sandhagen's five, and Vera didn't look very impressive for a number three guy. But is is bantamweight just like the one guy's really good at the top, and then everyone else is ass? No, no. There's a lot of great guys at bantamweight. Okay. And Vera was supposed to be one of them, but he's had he had a really weird fight. Vera's kind of the guy that he starts off a little slow, but he always just comes across as a guy that has bad intentions. Like he's in the cage to hurt you, mm-hmm. and he usually does. But this fight, he seemed almost like kind of pacified. Like he he didn't seem to commit to anything, and Sandhagen just was able to do whatever he wanted and he used a pretty diverse skill set to uh, keep Vera from getting any kind of rhythm so, Sam Higgins a guy who he's got like two or three like highlight reel knockouts like flying knees and I felt when I was watching the fight like you're saying I don't think Marlon wanted to commit because he was scared of getting memed by something like that he was scared of taking a really big shot I thought watching the fight and yeah, Sandhagen's a really extensive striker. He'll pick you apart. Yeah, arguably Sandhagen should have fought for the belt recently, again. So yeah, like I think there's probably five solid guys in bantamweight. I'd say. Okay. At least. Yeah, that's good. Because you've yeah, got at least Aljamain Sterling. You have Henry Cejudo coming back to fight him, and then you've got Marab, Sean O'Malley, Vera, Jan, yeah. Sandhagen, Dominic Cruz still fighting. He's still Dishavili. there. Marab, is it? Yeah, that's Marab. 
Yeah. Alright, so I think, yeah, that puts it into a lot better context, because with that description of him being, you know, bad intentions, if I, I'm not gonna just submit you, I'm gonna break your arm if I can, and for him to be acting that way, now knowing what I know about Sandig, and that makes a lot of sense. I did discover the mystery of the Alex Prez fight. It was canceled like hours before it was supposed ah, to happen. So nice. That's what happened there. Let's line that shit out. It's not lining out. Damn it. Whatever. Fuck it. <clears throat> Into the previews. This Friday, the 31st, is Bellator 293. This one's at the Pachanga Resort and Casino in California. Five fights on the main card. Uh, let's go from the bottom up. Just, I have a lot of these marked as quick talk because mm, I'm not sure how important these guys are. So if I, if one of these is worth talking about, stop me. Uh, Sullivan Colley, uh, rank rank eight versus Luke Trainer. This is a light heavyweight fight. Jaleel Willis versus uh, Rustam Kabalov, a welterweight fight. John Salter versus Aaron Jeffrey, middleweights. Kat Zingano versus Leah McCourt, 145 women's. And the main event heavyweight, Marcelo Golem, rank 5 versus Daniel James, rank 7. Anybody worth talking about here? Well... Sucks to suck, Bellator. Okay, moving along. Yeah, about the same enthusiasm I have. <laughs> yeah. But, the fucking meet. Saturday, April 8th, UFC 287 in Miami. The Is this the, the third one? From between uh, Alex Pereira and Adesanya, second in, second in the UFC. Um, That's right, they fought four, kickboxing. Fourth yeah. fight in total, I think. I think they fought twice in kickboxing. Damn. Um, so let's, this is make or break for Izzy. If if Izzy loses this fight, it's, it's hard to see a way back for him at middleweight. So you what, really think so? Yeah, yeah. What would his options be? If he lost. So, let's say Pereira's got the belt. He's a big middleweight. I'm pretty sure he's going to go to light heavyweight. So, let's say the title becomes vacant. At best, if uh, what's-his-face gets the belt again, um, Bobby Knuckles, Adesanya's got a win over him, but he's also got a really tight split decision with over him as well. And I honestly think uh, Knuckles can beat Izzy. That's going to be a spicy take for anyone who hears that. <laughs> um, it, the thing is with Izzy, this fight, if he loses, that's what, the third time they've lost to him? And if he doesn't move up and he sticks around at middleweight, what, what does Izzy do? Yeah, he can. Because he, can't, he well, can't He can't beat him. Yeah. Hamzat has just moved up, hasn't he? To middleweight? I, yeah. I don't think Hamzat's going to do 70 anymore because he missed it by, by a lot last time, didn't he? Yeah, what a terrifying fight for Izzy if he has to if he has to take the belt from Hanza or fight for a, a, a vacant belt. Well, I want to I want them to make Ham if if Hamza can't do seventy again, I want them to make him versus um, uh, Shamza. 
Not Shamza. <laughs> you know what I mean. He fought the last car. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Shavkat, that's his name. Oh, Shav. Ooh. That'd be, that'd that'd be, be a killer really fight. Interesting fight. Yeah. yeah, Shavkat yeah. Rakhmanov. You're the yeah, wrestler guy, right? Fight. Mm -hmm. Is this. Okay, so moving down to the co main, this is uh, Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Is this the guy you guys this were talking about earlier? Yeah, this could be a this could be a title eliminator for the uh, next title shot potentially. I think. Hmm. What do you think, Nathan? Uh, am I am I alone in thinking that Masvidal has got zero chance in this fight? No, I think he's definitely going to get beat. As yeah, well. I think he's going to get stopped. Is um, he old? Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's got like a forty. He's got a nearly fifty fight MMA career. Sure, yeah. And I mean. He had it. I was just kind of looking back at his career retrospectively, and it's like, you know, he had a couple really dynamic wins over, let's be honest, journeymen or yeah. former champs. And he's not, you know, in his title shots, he's looked so kind of underwhelming. Like, I know he was on short notice in the first Kamara fight, but not really being able to do much of anything there, and then getting completely starched in the second fight. At his, in what should have been his own game, the striking. And meanwhile, Burns has had several really, really good fights. Even in the loss to Hamzat, he did a really good job and kind of surprised me in how much of, his, of improvement he was making. And so I kind of look at this fight as like, I think Burns might just run through him. I don't know if it's going to be competitive at all. I, 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 think, I think so. But Burns has proven that he's at the level of champion. He, I know, I know, um, I know Kamara beat him. But it was a tight fight, you know. He, he caught him. It, it can happen. Burns then had that war with um, Hamza as well. Masvidal's on a three-fight skid. He's almost Yikes. forty. He might be forty already. Like you were saying, fifty-fight MMA career. He's taken a lot of heavy shots. I think you're right. I think Burns by murder. I think it's going to be the uh, outcome. Maybe uh, he and uh, Masvidal and uh, Benson Henderson can. Start like a retirement league. Well, he's he's that sort of era, that sort the sort of era that Masvidal's from when Benson yeah. Henderson was champion. Well, we already have a retirement league. It's called bare knuckle boxing. We can't see the pain. Double what the UFC pay boys. Um, I for no reason it just popped in my head that BK isn't bare knuckle. It stands for a uh, big country. I don't know why. Burger King. <laughs> Burger King. <laughs> French fries club. Um, <laughs> the next three, uh, Rob Font versus uh, Adrian Yanez. This is a bantamweight fight. Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. I think I did that one well. Welterweight versus... Uh, and then uh, Raul Rosas versus Christian Rodriguez bantamweights. Any of these three, uh, just from the top down, like just some... Uh, quick off the cuff what are you feeling who are you feeling in these I'm going to go Rob Font Ponzinibbio Rosas I'll just based, I'll based on the previous experience so I'll roll with Font uh, just because I think this is a good, really good opportunity for him to jump up in the rankings a couple guys have lost up above him so I think he's going to come out and get that um, I'll go with Kevin Holland just because I like Kevin Holland I love how how active he is he's probably one of the most active guys in mma or at least in ufc what is this already his 
fourth fight in how many months? Like not even a year. He f he fights four times a year regularly. Wow. Like pretty much every year he'll do four fights at least. That's pretty hard. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. In any any fighting sport, that's a lot. So I'm I'm just rooting for him to uh, get a win. He's on a been a bit of a skid recently. He's fought a lot of guys. He's not had a chance to beat. And then last fight, I'll just pick Rodriguez to be different. I don't know enough about him or Rosas to really make a pick. Cool. I'm uh I'm gonna start keeping track. We're gonna we're gonna start racking up points on these. I don't know what what well, what you guys are gonna win, good. but we'll do something with it. Okay, so Sandhagen and Vera were five and three respectively in the bantamweight division, and we have two bantamweight fights on UFC 287. Um, Rob Font is ranked sixth. And Giannis is 12. And then the other two, I'm assuming they're not ranked because I couldn't find one. Of those two guys that just fought, Vera and Sandhanga, do, do any of these four present any real problems? Sandhanga might, yeah. Sandhanga does. Just yeah. because he's he's got such a well-rounded skill set, I feel like, you know, especially if he gets up against a guy like O'Malley, um, I think he could... Definitely not a like a shoe in fight by any means, but he's got a lot of tools to kind of frustrate a younger fighter like that. So I think that he matches up decently well with most of the guys above him in the rankings. How about like Rob Font, who's just below Sandhagen? Let's say those two squared off instead of Vera. Oh, Sandhagen would probably beat him pretty easily. Hmm. Font's not bad, but he's kind of limited, wouldn't you say, Chief? Yeah, he's he's top ten at best. He's never going to be champion. <laughs> so I know that sounded harsh, but it is the truth. He's, <laughs> not, he's never going to beat likes of Sandhagen or O'Malley. It just made me think of. Um, <laughs> um <clears throat> that's it for our previews. Actually, that that'll take us up to when we convene next on April 9th just after UFC 287. Since we kind of breezed through a lot in the beginning for the recaps, is, do you think there's anything that's worth uh, revisiting really quick for a few minutes? Um, I would just like to say I don't like Tyson Fury. I don't like what he's doing to Boston. <laughs> just in case I haven't said it enough. Tell us how you really feel about Tyson Fury. Though. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of adjectives I could use for him. <laughs> I think we all wish that Francis Ngannou was a better boxer <laughs> and that he could save us, but he probably can't, so... No. I can kid myself into thinking that he will. That's not true, I can't, but I will pretend that I do think that. Um, but I think that's it for us. I didn't have any topics for the outro. You guys have anything that's worth mentioning? Uh, when is the... Oliveira versus Oliveira's fighting someone next. Dariush, right? Yeah, when is he fighting Dariush? Oh, that's in May. Okay, we've got a ways off from that. Yeah. Um, okay. Probably will save my thoughts for later on that, but that's the only fight I can think of that is coming up that I'm really. Or is maybe not immediately pending, but would be worth talking about. Alright. Uh, I think we actually saved a lot of time because the Bellator card left a lot to be desired, apparently. I was expecting it, like, even a little bit on that one. 
But that's okay. Yeah. We'll Sorry, we're, too, we're, we're not that hardcore yet. Yeah. Well, if there's anything, like, really worth discussing, then we can, we can recap it later. Uh, all right. Um, now it's time for me to plug our bullshit. So, mentioned uh, Benavides Plant. We have B-Sides Boxing and Boxing in Espanol. If you want to hear more about that card and just the fights that have been happening recently overall. If you are on the toilet and need something to read, Wayside Monthly is on our website. It's lvxentertainment.net. And my buddy Ryan, is uh, he just had a, a pretty cool interview with uh, screenwriter Joe Favalaro. Um, so it's not like Favalaro's writing for big studios or anything, but he's, he's like making moves. And it's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool little interview. So that's a real deal cinema if you want to look that one up. That's it. I got I paid for a fucking outro to be made and my homegirl's really good so I'm not gonna give you the rest and I'm gonna let her take care of that. All right boys parting words. Have a good week everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if Tyson Fury would do it, don't do it. Oh yeah no. meet all, all my homies hate Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> all the homies hate Tyson Fury that's absolutely right. Alright guys, that's it. That is the ultimate fucking casual. Alright. Alright. See you guys. Alright. See y'all. Thanks. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589- 7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.